Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. of G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss. And today I am joined by Sophia Carter-Khan. She's a freelance writer, editor, and creator. And she's also the host of and the creator of the She's All Fat podcast. Sophia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I buy so many things. I'm perfect for this show. <laughs> You're kidding. Amazing. <laughs> I'm so I'm a shopper. Um, I'm so excited to have you here before we went. Um, well, before we went on the recording line, um, we both realized we had both worked at BuzzFeed, not at the same yes. time. We talked about that. Um, were you always in the L.A. office, Sophia? Yes. Yes, okay. I was. Did you guys have a Froyo machine there? No. Oh, God. I missed out on so many of the good food things. <laughs> but like we did have the snack wall and I would go up yes. and just like feel feel like I was doing something bad, but I knew I was actually allowed to take everything. Oh, yeah. You know, fill a tote bag. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if they're not going to pay us enough, you will right. get you will get paid. I in took Cheetos. so many goldfish yes. and so many. <laughs> yes. So many of those. Yes. Yep. Yeah, 100%. the fro. I only asked because the froyo was always a, par- a point of contention um, at the BuzzFeed office in New York because the flavor would change out every month, and there was a slack dedicated to voting on the flavor. Oh my and god! It, and it became like sort of violent. <laughs> like I know some people were like, I had to leave the froyo. <laughs> oh my god! I would have been deep in that. I totally. there was a froyo machine in my freshman dorm, and I had it every night after dinner. It was Amazing. so freaking good. I love froyo. Where did you go it's to good. school? I went to Stanford. Oh. So I don't know. It's stupid. It doesn't matter. Oh, it's I went stupid. To doesn't in, matter. In Boston, in, in Cambridge, I don't know if you've heard of it. So Listen, terrible. college is fake. <laughs> I, my degree was in comparative literature. There were six people in my major. It wasn't a real major. I spent most of my time at college doing children's theater. That's, that's amazing. What I, I, I thought you were going to say I spent most of my col- time at college doing drugs. And I was like, cool, oh my God. that's also amazing. No, no. Too much of a goody two-shoes. I didn't start smoking weed for real until like senior year. And then it's only been in the pandemic that I learned how to roll a joint and f- like do a bowl and stuff. And now I smoke like oh, every day because life's hell. In the I, I love that. Do a bowl. <laughs> I don't. Do I don't, a bowl. I'm very I don't know much how to do this. not a drug person. Like I, I get it. I'm not. I'm, I don't know how to roll a joint. Also, like, why I would think, you roll a joint when, like, they make weed candy now? Well, that's that. the thing. That's the thing. You can buy pre-rolls and you can also buy gummies. And why yeah. wouldn't I just do that? Right. It's not 1930s. Exactly. We're not walking 15 <laughs> miles in the snow to school. Give, yeah, me, exactly. give me weed in candy form. I can't have oh edibles at home because it's the same way about having, like, vitamin, like, gummy vitamins. Like, <laughs> yes, I just am just like, oh, them. it's candy. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, you have to find the ones that taste a little bit too much like weed so that you get the little bit of reminder That's when right. you eat them. That's really right. Well, I will say, uh, I don't know if I'll keep this in the show, but you just reminded me that a few years ago, we were staying at a friend's house in LA. Before we moved here, he was in Japan. We were cat sitting and then, you know, we got kind of like a free vacation spot out of it. And he said, (laughs) he said, help yourself. He said, help yourself to anything in the house. And I was like, great. And I had a weed gummy that day that I had gotten myself. And I had started to get the munchies and um, we didn't have a car and I didn't feel like getting a lift and I was just yeah. sort of like rummaging <laughs> and he had leftover Easter candy in the fridge so I had oh two God. pieces of Easter candy and it ended up being shrooms <laughs> oh no <laughs> so I was like wow this weed gummy is crazy oh I'm so God. out of my mind there's a video <laughs> oh <my> there's <laughs> a video of me like dan- I was so panicked and my husband was like I'm just gonna turn on an episode of the office for you and I three minutes in I was like I don't know what's ha- what's happening I can't follow the plot <laughs> It was horrible. And oh my God. Um, I mean, he was like, you're an idiot. Obvi- not not my husband, our friend. He was like, you're an idiot. Obviously, that was. Oh, I didn't even find out for like two weeks later when he was like, have you guys seen my mushrooms? And I was like, huh. Oh <laughs> you know, that chocolate did taste pretty chalky oh and bad. And also, uh, did you see Us? You know that movie Us? Um. Yes. With the Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Peele. Um, yes. You know how they have the tethers and... Is she yes. fine? So, okay. So during that trip on mushrooms in which I thought I was just high off of a weed gummy, I sat in front <laughs> of the mirror. For, it was horrible. I sat in front of the mirror for three hours because I thought I was moving on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, drugs are amazing. You uh, thought you saw your tether through the mirror. I've, yeah, I was like, Dan, come quick. I think she's in yeah. there. And he was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> that was one of my fears as a little kid was that I would look, I was, I'm very, I'm, I mean, I was going to say I was a very anxious kid. I'm still very anxious, sure. but I'm medicated now. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> right. I would look in, at night, if I was up late at night, I would be really afraid to wash my face because I'd be afraid. I must have seen some movie yeah. where this happened. I would be afraid that I would look look at the mirror and like my reflection would be like looking at me or like reach out their hand or something to grab me totally. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's valid. You know what I it know is. What I saw that in. Probably Are You Afraid of the Dark? Probably. I feel like a lot of my fears can be traced back to a 22-minute episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I was too afraid to watch it then. I watched it like through <laughs> my my fingers, but I still was like, I'm tough. I gotta watch it. Totally. And then I'd have nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Like, Why did I'm I do not that? scared. Like it was oh. on um it was on SNCC, right? Like I don't even know. We weren't I definitely wasn't allowed to watch it at home because Ooh. I had terrible nightmares all the time. <laughs> yeah, and your so, parents like, were like they're like, don't do this. But when I would go to sleepovers or like friends' houses, and they'd be like, "Let's watch." Are you afraid of the dark? I'd be like, "Ha ha, okay." And then I'd watch it, and then for days I'd be like, "There's a monster that's gonna suck out yeah. all the youth from me and with his breath, and then I'm gonna die." Right. Like, <laughs> like, oh man, foiled again. Now I'm scared. literally now I can't sleep now, for three weeks. Now I can't go to bed at all. Yeah, I lo- yeah yeah. I was afraid of my basement, but who wasn't? Oh I think God. I'm st- honestly when I go home to my parents' house, I'm still afraid of the basement. Like the basements are scary, it's really scary. Especially okay, I was born in California, and then we moved to Pennsylvania and got a basement. Oh, nice. So in California, nobody has basements right. because you know the tar and the earthquakes right. and every- we're not we can't do it here. <laughs> yeah, but in Pennsylvania, everyone has a creepy ass basement for your potatoes. That's you right. Know? The potato rooms. 
And so we used to, and I think a lot of people have their laundry down there as yes, well. That's where my and that makes it scarier for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I mean, everyone has the experience of like running up the stairs for sure. Something's going to grab your back. Like, I would run by two so fast. Yeah. To, yes. <laughs> like just that, that was like the hardest I ever worked out too. As like yes. a teen was just like the sprint up the stairs. Sprint up. Oh my God. Um, and you slam the door and you're like, I'm chill. I'm chill. There's nothing. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm me, me scared. I just love to run yeah, whatever. the what, who, <laughs> Me? Who? Where in Pennsylvania were you? Uh, we lived in um, New Hope, like in Washington Crossing area, like uh, which is also where I did a bunch of reenactments because I was a really cool kid. Um, I did <laughs> I love historical that. reenactments. No, there. I, that's cool. It was fun. I I loved it. Um, but I it was not very cool, but it was very fun. And there's like a lot of, you know, colonizer history there. Yes. <laughs> so at the time I did a lot of that. That's fine. Like a lot of historical, like uh, American Revolution stuff. Yeah. That was fun. I learned how to churn butter, learn how to do all that stuff. Amazing. Um, yeah, it was fun. I was also homeschooled during those years. So again, was not cool. Was very uncool. Why? Um, Can I ask why? Why you were home? Are you... Yes, I was extremely. Are you a Duggar? I was very not okay. cool. Okay, <laughs> and that I was real, very and that, bullied. Oh wow. Okay, and then well, because I mean, I was smart. I was nerdy. I was annoying, and my parents were going through a terrible divorce. Yeah, so like that is I before. just it was a bad <laughs> combo. Mm-hmm. I would go to school, try to read books inside books, get in trouble for that, and then like get made fun of at recess for being fat. And one day I was like, Ugh. I don't want to go to school anymore. Don't. Fair make me go to school anymore and my mom homeschooled me for two years found me like tutors for all the subjects I wanted to take I like decided I wanted to learn Latin and started taking Latin and like it was very fun um and did all sorts of weird stuff like reenactments and like homeschool rollerblading time that's where I met my friend best friend at the time Melissa shout out Melissa (laughs) homeschool rollerblading time this sounds infinitely more fun than public school I mean, I think public school sounds cool. Like, I desperately wanted to be there and be one of the accepted kids. It wasn't cool. You know? Yeah, I get it. We all did, but (laughs) it wasn't that cool. It wasn't that cool. Oh, man. Well, that's That's where a lot of my interests come from, is just being a weirdo little kid. I think that's so cool. Um, You know, honestly, obviously, as an adult, I would, you know, you couldn't pay me an amount of money to go back to, like, seventh, eighth. And I I'm said I don't want to go back to school a number of times. No one offered to homeschool me, so I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> um, everyone was like, well, my parents were like, nope, <laughs> get out of the house. Um, well, I'd also broken my leg at this point. Oh. So I like at it. And so I was like real pathetic. You know, I was like, mom, don't make me go. My leg's in a cast. I'm yeah. crying, you know? Yeah. Ooh. Well, then it makes sense that you immediately got your leg out of the cast and did homeschool rollerblading for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> seems smart <laughs> oh my god that's yeah. cool well then you went to stanford so, oh my god i mean yeah fine whatever it worked you- out fine for <laughs> but now, now it doesn't matter hard high school was really hard high school was honestly hard, harder than college for me oh, i went yes, to like a definitely. i went right yes. i went to a college prep high school which like it would you know i met like one of my best friends still is there but like it was so intense and I worked so hard mm. and I felt like so much of my worth was wrapped up in it you know what I mean yeah. like when I have kids I want them to be like I don't know if I even I mean 
I guess they'll probably go to college, but who knows? Will we even have a world to go to college in then? Probably It'll, not. And if probably we do, not. I won't be able to afford to send my kids there. Right? <laughs> but I just want them to chill out. Like, I worked so hard in high school. So hard. For yeah. no reason. I mean, for, I, I don't want to say for no reason, because, like, you know, my life has been fine so far. I, like, enjoyed my time at Stanford. But I could have gone to any other school and, like had an okay time also and not have like slept for four hours a night for four years of my development. That's amazing. My experience was the opposite. I didn't do shit in college. I only cared about, I used to reward myself for going to class the whole time. Oh yeah. In college, I barely went to class in college. I worked, that's what I'm saying. In high school, I worked so, so, so hard. That's right. And then in college, I was like, I'm done. I should have taken a gap year. This is bullshit. I don't give a shit about yeah, I, I didn't you know? work hard in either high school or college. I, I will say, I do think it's crazy that we make 18-year-olds try to decide the fate of their life. Right? And it also comes, obviously, you're a white woman, I'm a white woman, like, it comes yes. down to privilege, like, I'm fine, and oh, it had nothing yeah. to do with my grades, and it had everything oh, to yeah. do with, like, who was signing the checks, and... And, 100%. and, you know, I grew up really close to New York City, so it was really easy for me after school. Like, my my first jobs were in New York City, and I commuted from my parents' house. And, like, that was something that oh, a lot yeah. of people couldn't do, you know. And But, yeah, I didn't do shit in high school. And in high school, I was a big – I actually got voted, um, not to brag or anything, but um, <laughs> I did get voted biggest drama queen and not for theater, oh, though I was wow. a theater kid. <laughs> And they wouldn't let me accept, they wouldn't let the superlative go through because it was really big, like anti-bullying or whatever. And they were like, saying you're a drama queen is bullying. And I'm like, I don't feel bullied. Like, I love you're attention. like, I am a drama queen. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me this. I was so mad. I was so I mad. I was, cl- I was class soccer mom as a superlative. What does that mean? Not... I mean, I know what that means, but like, what does that mean in the, what did that mean in the context of your high school? I think it just meant I was bossy. <laughs> I don't know. I think it just meant I was annoying. <laughs> but you were a theater kid too? Oh, yeah. yeah. Was the big theater kid. Um, I was always at school because my mom was a teacher. That's why I went there. And so she was always there doing meetings and running this club and doing that. And so I was always there. Yeah. So I, you know, and I was doing rehearsal and doing this club and doing that club and doing whatever. I was so very cool. involved. Very I loved cool. having not, not cool, but <laughs> Not cool, but but very like I w- I felt very accomplished and fulfilled in high school. Amazing. But I think that's because of the structure. Like I wish well, that's the freelance great. life had that structure, right? You know what I mean? No, you peaked at feeling that you only get one time in your life where you feel fulfilled and accomplished, and for you it was high school. So you're not going to get it. I felt again. fulfilled. I felt accomplished, okay. but I was also like four hours of sleep at night. The only thing that mattered to me was working hard enough to get into what I thought was a good college at the time, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Totally. You know? Yeah, I no. definitely am much more chill now. I'm like, no, that was that was okay for me. But now Again, I'm going to just relax. The medication, though. I mean, it's for so me, good. too. It's A plus. <laughs> well, no, I mean, freelance life is very much like college in that you really only have to do a couple of hours of solid work a day to get yeah. by. But even still, that's very difficult. Yes. Um, I was always at school, too, because I got detention all the time because I never sh- shut up, as you can probably tell. And I was constantly <laughs> talking and like, like, Caroline's very animated. It would oh be great God. if she could shut the fuck up for a few seconds. That's but so funny. I got Saturday detention for like cutting art 
too many times, which was like, who cuts oh art? God. Like, cut something. I know. Art's the best one. Yeah. I, I think I was, like, going through a phase where I was like, I'm a badass. But it's like, when you cut uh-huh. a class in high school, it's like, they have, they basically have ankle monitors on you. Like, no, where, where yeah. could you be? Like, I was in the library. In the like fucking lot. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like, fucking <laughs> around pretending I knew how to smoke. It's like smoking a cigarette yeah. at the wrong end. Um, and I had <laughs> Saturday detention, and my parents were so mad at me, and they grounded me. And it was February of 2002. I remember this like it was yesterday. It was almost oh 20 God. years ago. And um, they grounded me. They were so angry. I'm still friends. I'm friends with like the dean of students on Facebook. Like she and I like talk all the time. But like definitely when I showed up to my sister's high school graduation 10 years later, she like the dean of students came up to me. And she's like, we never knew. We didn't know what was going to happen to you. Like, oh, my like- God. <laughs> but I met a- I was a freshman in that Saturday detention and I met the love of my high school life <gasps> who was a senior. And I got into the car and my parents were like, so how was like you learn your lesson? I'm like I met a boy and he's amazing. Oh my god! And they were like, Oh my god. breakfast club! Yeah. Oh my god! And I like dated him like on and off for like well dated is a nice term. But we hooked up sometimes, uh, and I think he had a girlfriend at one point for a while. Oh my god! And and I learned nothing from that Saturday detention. Um, and my parents were like probably grounded me for more after that. But like it sounds like. You and oh I had God. a similar high school experience, despite being like kind of opposite. People. I definitely would have thought you were cool. I wasn't. For sure. Trust me. I well, I, I mean, I don't think anyone at my school was cool. It was like sixty kids in a class, and we were all like prepping for college. So sure. we were all fucking nerds. But I, my biggest scandal in college in high school was when I was editor of the newspaper, and I wrote a savage op-ed about the dean of students' new office being in the student center and how it was watching us all the time, and <laughs> they tried brother. to. Like, they got mad at me and tried to make me delete it. And I was like, freedom of the press. No, I love and I that. I got so much trouble. I love that for you. No, I love that so much. That's amazing. Is it archived somewhere? What year would have that oh, been? Oh, yeah. I have it on my computer somewhere for sure. I graduated in 2009 from high school. So it would have been like 2008, 2007. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You're a baby. You're a baby. I remember I said, I remember very proudly using the word panopticon. And I was like, <laughs> that'll get them. <laughs> Now they'll know how the students feel. <laughs> Such a fucking nerd. Like, no, I lo- <laughs> I really love that. No, I loved when I loved when the, the editors of the paper and I was a journalism major in, in college, so I so I did sort of dabble in the in the school paper arts. Um and I loved when when they would try to do some censorship on school papers because mm-hmm. there was always a fucking badass editor being like uh yeah i've read the constitution miss, yeah literally miss smith you it's fucking so stupid moron. to pick a fight about it no, why it's do you so care dumb. so it's a college paper or a high school, high school paper. paper like let them publish whatever they want they Who did cares? A, they did a talent show at my high school i had gra- i had since graduated my brother was still there and they did like a like a you know, I don't know like a variety show type of thing i think that was what it was and um three women three girl like three you know juniors in high school did um the vagina monologue. They recited a poem from the vagina monologues. <laughs> the school told them they couldn't say the word vagina. Oh and my God. they did anyway. And then they all got suspended for saying the word vagina in the vagina monologue. Hell yeah. And then it was on the Today Show and in New York Times. And then Eve Ensler came to my high school to like talk oh to the God. administration about for being so feminism. stupid. It was amazing because it was like, it was like, I've never seen anything like it. It just that sums up high school for everyone, right? That's what you think. High, that's what you think the real world yes. is when you're in high school. You're like, yeah, you do something and it matters. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> that's what you think. 
You're like, yeah, yeah, the world. Yeah, like Eve Ensler is coming to my school because I said vagina at the variety show. (laughs) It felt like a Kate McKinnon sketch. Oh, Oh, speaking of, tell me that we relate to this on this level. The SNL sketch, Lin-Manuel Miranda, the cast party. Um, oh yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Cast parties are horny as shit, so horny, and, and all the go- guys so are horny. Gay. And that's I, I, my high school boyfriend, I he classic story. He had a crush on another girl, and I just spent enough time paying attention to him to when he liked me. He was a very nice boy. We had a lovely relationship for two years, and then we went to college. But um, we were we like flirted a lot backstage Love at that. parties yes. at, and at shows. And yes. that's how we we got together because mm. I, you know, was in my costume and I'd be like, can I sit on the couch next to you and go run my lines? <laughs> can you go over these um, sides with me? Yeah. Do you want to read it with me? My my two lines are like, sir, the visitor's here. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. You're like, how am I saying it? Do you think it's believable when I'm asking? Do you think I sh- which word should I accentuate? Do you think which one sounds more 18th century? <laughs> so stupid. I love. <laughs> I love. I love that thing because when Kate McKinnon walks in in like a sexy tank top, but with old woman makeup, 100%. it brings me back to being Jack's mother exactly. and into the woods and being like, I'm so hot. And oh my god, especially <sighs> as a chubby teen, I was always like the maid. Woman who screams, woman who dies, woman who this. Yep. I always had that old lady shit on my face. Yep, yep me too. Yeah, <laughs> I was tall, I was chubby, and uh-huh. um, I was tall, and yeah, and I could never play the the, the like, ingenue the or ingenue. whatever. Yeah, or even like ingenue too, like fr- you know, main character's best friend who's just like a little kooky. There was another girl uh-huh. who was a little kooky, so she always got that part. Yeah. It didn't yep. recur to me until like maybe a few years ago, literally in my 30s, that like the 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 teachers in charge of the high school place casted them before they did auditions. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They like realize created that. the shows <laughs> yeah. and like we're like, who do we have for what? Yeah, exactly. But at my school they did a terrible job at that because senior year when I did not do it, um they did the whiz and there <gasps> was only one black person in it. Um, because my school was a very white, very rich college prep school. Yep. So that was a fail on their part. I Who would did the black no student play? The he's one of my friends. He played the uh, scarecrow character. Wow. That was it? We did the whiz yeah. in seventh grade. There were no black people. So you have one up on us. <laughs> so there's that. I was just. It was just. It's not, wild. I was, I, I, in retrospect, I remember being in, like, it didn't take that long for retrospect for that to yeah, be yeah. bad. I was in college and I was like, why did, why did he do that? Yeah. Why did, why did Mr. Blank do that? To <laughs> yeah. Like, why did he, why did he decide the whiz was the right thing to do? He had issues. So <laughs> like, bad. Like, come on. Yeah. I actually got in an argument with the musical director on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter oh of, my God. of that production didn't know he followed me that's also the thing about tweeting is sometimes you're just telling a story from 1997 and that person's like hey Caroline what's oh up? my god and he argued with me to this day that he, what was his point he said it was important to learn about you know art that was made by and for black people and I said yeah obviously but not for us to do the art yes. like yes you can't have an all-white whiz and luckily no. for us it was 1997 because if it had been in the time of like YouTube and cell phones there'd be a lot of 
quote cancel culture happening. Oh yeah, um, for sure. It was offensive in a lot of ways. I loved doing that show because the music is obviously amazing. But looking back on it, being like, Ew. oh my god, I'm so glad I had a boyfriend and didn't try out for the musical that. Oh year. Oh my god, you so can't, was... you can't have both. So you can't have both. You can't have a boyfriend <laughs> and a part in the musical. You don't have enough time. You don't have enough time. You, you don't, don't have, have enough time. time. Oh and my god, I could just talk about this with you for hours. I feel like this has to be its own podcast. <laughs> we should have been writing Pen Fifteen. Oh my god, I, I can't love even Pen see. I can't so even watch much. it because it, it, it's the exact year of they're exactly <sighs> my age. So it's really too, it's too much for me. Mm-hmm. The I, masturbation thing <laughs> with the grandma is so I screamed when I saw that part screamed. like just there's so many parts in it that are so so, so intense and even like I don't know if like I I wonder I mean I'm sure there's lots of guys who relate to it but my boyfriend will watch it and be like what and I'll be like this wasn't you exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it's so perfect <laughs> it is the most perfect show but it's so small doses Yes, because has to be because you cringe so hard. Yeah, like anytime they're at a school dance, like grinding, my entire oh. vagina crawls up into my <gasps> lungs. <laughs> and I remember the first time I was grinding, which was not actually grinding. It was just I had my butt against my friend, and we like swayed back and forth <laughs> in the same way. And it was to to <laughs> it was that song. What's that song called? It's like three six nine. Yeah, one more to time. the windows to the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was till that sweat song. drops off my balls. Exactly, classic. All these classes. Yeah, we. My. <laughs> do you remember the song your first slow dance? Oh boy, I don't think so because it. It was the school that I went to from seventh grade through twelfth grade, and so there were only there were thirty guys in my class. Oh, okay. Didn't know I was by then. Nobody was out at that yeah. point in middle school, and so they were all my friends or bullies. You know sure. what I mean? So it was like not that yeah. exciting. Okay. That <laughs> Do you remember sense. yours? Um. Yes. Um. Sixth grade. Very far apart, like a leper. Yes. Like yes. Arms straight. Like. Just like the points of my fingers grazing uh-huh. his shoulder. Sweaty. Sweaty fingers. And my hair like, sli- you know, like the two strands. Yes. Just like, down. um, yeah, just, just like Pen15. Uh, uh, Aerosmith, um, uh, no, Goo Goo Dolls. What was the one that oh was God. like, and Iris. I don't want the world. Yeah. That was Iris. Is that Iris? Yes, Iris. Cause I, I have that CD from the library they- and I listen to it. <laughs> From the library. I love that. <laughs> Community minded. I love that. Support your local library. Yeah, I, you guys, I had so many questions about the She's All Fat podcast. It's fat positive. It's like so amazing. It's it's a wonderful safe space. I was like, you have you there, this is like there's the the overlap that I imagine already exists between G Thanks Just Bought It and She's All Fat exists, but it there's not overlap. I wanted her to be able to tell but now it's like you just know Sophia. So please just go listen to it because we just spent 30 minutes like down memory lane memory yes. lane of memory uh lane. memory lane of uh being freaking awkward in middle school and high school. I'm now oh yeah. You know what, Sophia? I I want to do like a Christmas carol, but it's not Christmas. It's just me going like Marley's ghost going back to like 1999 and being like, hey, guys, don't do the all white whiz. Just trust me. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's literally I there's so many things yeah. that I'm sure people, you know, I mean, there's so many things that I regret 
Cotton Dunn is a white person. So many things. But that is the one thing where I'm like, oh, I really dodged a bullet there. If I had done that as a senior in 2009, I would have really regretted it. 2009, I will say, not to to harp on, you know, our age. It's too recent. It's too recent. recent. I graduated in college in 2009. And I think I knew at that point. An all-white yeah. version of the Wiz? Hmm. Not I good. don't know that I would do it. Uh, not okay. Not 1997, okay. not much better, but at least it was in the <laughs> 1900s, okay? Yeah. Like, we were... <laughs> we were it was doing, before the Willennium, It okay? was before... It was Exactly. It was before the Willennium. Yeah. It was before 9-11. It was before... It was different times. Different times. I mean, it just... It, yeah. I mean, it's all not okay, but there's so many things that I think about like that that I'm like, oh, God. I YouTube was like a big thing my senior year of high school is mm-hmm. when my YouTube happened. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing as you. Like, I'm... What? Like... Kids now, I'm this. I sound like such a kids boomer. today. Kids now, yeah. But like, they're gonna have a record of everything, and I'm like, I'm so glad there's. I'm cringe so hard at every yeah. Facebook memory that comes up. Oh, you know, yeah. And also, like, all of my statuses were like away messages where I'm like, Caroline yes. is studying. <laughs> yes, um, that's what I mean. But you know what, though, kids are smarter today because like, there's a there's just a gap, and unfortunately, I think you fall into it, and I kind of fall into it a little bit. Where like, when we were all being introduced to the internet it was like you didn't know like so it was like there was no context of being like what would this be like if this was here forever what would that mean and how would that affect me like kids today I mean even like the high schoolers like five or six years ago were like smart enough to have like finstas that were like locked and that's true that's true it's like they know who's watching whereas in college I was just like we had like a my friend and I like had a Facebook group about our part time job where we literally like slandered our boss that we hated like <laughs> by name and like with a picture of her oh and it was like God. the beep like haters club and it was like this person there su- and it's so like, many clubs searchable like that on Facebook around that time <laughs> like, like, you're such bullies yeah, exactly like right bullied and a bully but yeah. um but also I also laugh because. The Pen15 fashion was very on. Yes. Like, I was like, I look so hot. And now I look at, like, 12-year-olds and they're, like, contouring and they're, like, a full oh beat. God. And I'm like, what the 100%. fuck? I was How? just wearing whatever shade I could find. I didn't realize you had to match the shade to your face. What the hell? Well, I matched the shade to my eyes because I used those CoverGirl little palettes that oh, were yeah, for you your did. eye color. Yeah, you remember I those? Did. I do. I do. Right. Blue eyes. Blue. Yes. Fucking electric blue eyeshadow. Yes. And silver, which is not a good color Love for that. me. Or oh. like white eyeliner. Were you old oh enough for the white eyeliner? No, that was before my time. Yeah, well, you're lucky because <laughs> it's like, do you want to look like a ghost? Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just like smear. Every time I saw a picture of Donald Trump's foundation line, it was the only yeah. time I related to him. I was like, I get it. So Don. true. I understand. <laughs> I hate you, but I can, I understand. Oh my God. Um, Sophia, what has, uh, to do a swift pivot because we're like, <laughs> just not, I'm just like, let's just talk about high school. Um, what is your, what is, what, okay, so we are now like a year into yeah. this pandemic. Yeah. What has, um, shopping looked like for you, uh, in the last year? Not like groceries, not like necessities, yeah. but like, how are you getting your fun? Like, what, like, what do you do? Like, what are you buying? What are you doing? I feel, what am I buying? Yeah, what do you tell me it everything? Has, it has changed because my fun purchases have changed completely from little accessories and little things for showing off, by which I mean having people over or going out, which Love is that. why it's fun to have accessories, you yes. know? 
to like just I put all my extra budget into when I want to post main instead of <laughs> I love that multiple so, like, times a week because like that is like I spent a while being like okay why do what do I truly like wearing cute outfits for and if I'm real with myself it's to go out and look cute yeah. I don't care about doing it in my house I know no. everyone is like I know there's a lot of people who are like if I get dressed better, every yeah, day. Yeah, it feels better if you do. I don't give a shit. I can't do it. Same. I'm it's it's for it's I like going out and looking cute in the world. It's for when I participate in the world. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Not in my house where I want to be my gremlin self. Yeah. Right? I don't even shower for my home self. <laughs> I shower I just, if I'm going out. I want to be cozy. I want to be cozy. It's at sweatpants home. and sweatshirts all the way. So I'm now at the point where uh, I need to throw away most of my sweatshirts and sweatpants because I've worn them like every single day sure. of the last year and they now like smell in ways that you know you can't wash out <laughs> like I just they just I need new ones so I was thinking about what I could recommend and I have I have two recommendations oh I can't let yeah just jump right in I love that Okay, and then we can discuss them, and then we can even Please. go back to the podcast if we want to. I we want to. Do, we might not have to. We might not. So the first thing. I feel like everyone has already turned off this episode and is now just <laughs> listening to She's All Fat. Everyone's like, okay, Caroline, thanks. See ya. <laughs> no, not true. This is this is a very fun. I'm having a great time. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't um, think you have to convince anyone to listen to you talk, because I'm now okay, just good. like a big fucking fan. Well, that's all my podcast is. It's just me doing this, except half the time I'm like, being fat's annoying. I love that. <laughs> like, people bully us. And then the other half I'm like, is it being fat? Great. We love each other. That's, that's well, it. that's life. I mean, that's just life. We. <laughs> I, I'm going to send you an episode we did recently about, like, just wishing I was a head in a jar sometimes. And then, oh, my God. Uh, we could just, I mean, I could talk forever about body stuff, but I need to know what you brought, and then we'll get back to the body stuff. Okay. Yeah. This so body number weights. one is body related. Okay. Let, so here, let me hear it. This, this is for, this never happens. Okay. So usually when you hear recommendations or you see shopping recommendations and you're a fat person, you expect them to not fit you unless you, unless it's an accessory, right? Every chubby person has the experience of you go to the mall and what, what are you looking for? The shoes or the purses because yep. that is yes. what you can buy while your other friends are trying on fucking whatever from age whatever to whatever I had this experience from limited to to forever 21 sure okay yep limited to icon of my youth really wanted to shop there really wanted to shop there god um <laughs> anyways so there's going with the cozy theme and the fact that I want to uh share something that is uh for the fats so there is this is unfortunately an Amazon wreck, That's which, a, you know, we love you Amazon can buy this. Here. Well, I, I try to avoid Amazon, by which I mean I feel really guilty every time I order something from Amazon, but I still do. But this brings us back, Sophie, I just want to interject just because if you're a new listener or you haven't heard us talk about this before, like, the thing about Amazon is that a lot of times it's talked down by people who either can afford to shop elsewhere or have yes. access to shop elsewhere absolutely and that can come in the form of like literally like being able 
to mm-hmm. go out and go shopping or, you know, be able to afford things to come to your house for whatever it costs to come to your house or in the size world, in like the fashion world, it's one of the few places that offers some really, really good, affordable, accessible plus size options. And I feel like people who buy their medium skirts at Forever 21 can't get yeah. on their high horse about Amazon. It all comes from the same <laughs> yes. place. It's not like Forever 21's most ethical place on earth. So don't feel bad no. about everyone likes to avoid Amazon. Shopping small is important. Shopping black owned businesses and super important. Yes. You can also shop at Amazon until everyone catches up and until all of the ethically made stuff isn't also like a socioeconomic, uh, socioeconomic yeah, yeah. issue, yeah. then you don't have to apologize for it. And I will just say that because that's how I feel. Okay. So this is an Amazon I purchase. Okay. I agree with you. I, I am a person who has the opportunity to purchase small. So every time I do, I'm like bad, bad, but <laughs> you know, no, but I agree like, with you. Yeah. I mean, you're, Everyone, you can, you can make small, you don't have to, one this great, is my, listen, to yeah. be clear, this is yeah. my perfectionism. No, because, I get it. You know, but like, at, you know, I do try to be mindful of it, which is why like on our website, we have like a list of fat owned and like businesses and Amazing. like black owned businesses, blah, blah. So, but I do try to like mix in the racks. That's why I chose an Amazon rack is to be more accessible because I didn't want to promo only something that's like super expensive. No, we and love that. A lot of plus size clothing, as you're saying, when it's ethical, it's very expensive. So if you are somebody who has the money to go support a, a small business, I would like to recommend the brand Ori, O-R-I, which does beautiful sweatshirts. Amazing. But if you are if you are also looking for an Amazon rec, then, and <laughs> you want to look and feel in a way that most fat people don't, which is like Ariana Grande and a huge sweatshirt, <laughs> then I recommend... <laughs> The Champion Men's, men's Big Tall Fleece Crew Sweatshirt in size 6X, which is available on Amazon. <laughs> 100%. Go buy it right now. You will feel swimming in it. You will not have to wear pants. You will feel like you are Ariana. Literally right. Clip on a ponytail, bitch. Sit on that stool. Live your best life. <laughs> Wait, tell me again what it is, even though I like okay. I need to write it down. Champion Men's yeah. Big Tall Fleece Crew Sweatshirt. Ugh. I can text you the link after this. I love. Um, I'm. I love that. And it comes up to six X, and so that's not you know that's not all bodies, but if you can fit underneath that, and that's that a window, men's six X, right? I yes. Mean, okay. Yes. So I think I got a 5X and it's very like, it's very cozy and it's fun because as fat people, we never get to do the thing where we're like, I'm so I'm just swimming in it. It's so yep. big. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, my little sweater and my coffee. My and I'm so cozy. You see my fingies poking out of my sweatshirt. Oh, my are. boyfriend has to get everything from the top shelf because I'm so small. And it's so fun. It's so fun. It is so, fun to feel very tiny tiny inside a big tent i put it on and every single time i think about that part in anastasia the animated movie that i's obsessed with where dimitri gives her a dress and then she tries to go in it and he's like i bought you a dress and she goes you bought me a tent i swear <laughs> to god that's exactly how the clip goes <laughs> think about it every time i put it on i love it it's the best what a great recommendation i am um, i you. that is wonderful i think also because no matter what size you are i mean look no hate against my my small petites. I'm amazing <laughs> for you. Um, mm-hmm. But it is very easy to like the word oversized is thrown yes. a lot uh, around yes. a lot in fashion. And that just doesn't apply to my body. Like oversized exactly. 
for who? Oversized what? Oversized you mean my what? size? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> oversized and, and oversized for for who? And I hate when people yeah. are like, oh, it's a medium, but it fits oversized. I'm like, okay, well then it's a large. Right. Like. Right. Or, exactly. Or it's a medium, but it fits oversized. Okay. But then it's for you who's small. Yeah, um, exactly. And there's nothing I hate more than usually because I am, I'm usually like teetering in the 14 to 16 range. So depending on where I shop, I can either get the very, very top of whatever straight size clothing. Yeah. Um, and usually the more expensive the straight size clothing is, the less likely the it is that it is. I can fit into it. Um, yeah. Extra larges at like an Old Navy are very different than like an extra large at a Zara. Yeah. And totally. there's nothing worse for me than, like you said, that experience of going into a store where all your friends are like, I may get this and 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 everything <laughs> yes. fits me. And being like, I, I'm going to go look at the sweatshirts. And then even realizing yep. like the sweatshirts are tight. And you're yep. like, what the fuck? And because extra yep. large, extra large as a size means nothing. You it know? Doesn't mean any, it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean Especially, anything. That's why it, ugh, it's so frustrating. So I, yes, I can say that this champion sweatshirt wonderful it, you, ha- you know like on amazon on the bottom it sometimes has like a bunch of it has like xxxl and then it also has three x you know yep. what i mean like it has like we- different sellers yeah. label it differently yeah. i don't know what that means so get get like four x or five x or six x get what get one of the ones that say four x five x so if you are a size 16 if i'm a size 16 what yeah for what number x am i looking for well, to get the billowy feeling of billowy. I mean, it depends. It depends because I, yeah, I don't want to make a specific rec because a size 16 can look so different on yeah. so many people and, I'm tall, and be shaped it's differently. It's true. I'm currently a size 26. Okay. And the 5X fits me comfy and is big, but it depends how, it depends what, what you're looking for. You, want, you know? Yeah. yeah. I guess it can only mean great things for just having options is super yes, nice. Exactly. And also, I was thinking about ordering some men's sweatpants from Champion. I was going to say, s- yeah. The thing about men ordering men's, especially when you are plus size, um, but even when you're not, like it's a, it's generic clothing. Like, yeah, Champion exactly. sweatpants could not be more generic no it just comes in a bigger size when it's it's for men's big and tall or whatever there's not like boob pockets for your tits like in a woman's sweatshirt you know what I mean so it's like (laughs) yes oh here's where your vagina goes in these sweatpants I think oh this this is specifically for your vagina um (laughs) but but like yeah I feel like people cut themselves off because they're like, oh, it's a they, men's. I'm like, it's sweatpants. I, look at, I talk about this with my friend Jazz a lot. Jasmine J. She's she also was at BuzzFeed, and now she just she's like influencer person. But she <sighs> and I that. often look at ASOS men's stuff for right. stuff because it's looser because we want that oversized look. Yes, and it's bigger than the options we get at the women's size. Yeah, yeah. oversized should be a thing that's available no matter what size you are to begin with. And unfortunately, right. it always just means like a big medium. People just mean XL, but that's not. Yeah, oversized is a fit. It's yeah. not a size. <laughs> it's not a size. It's, it's a style description. Exactly. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I'm so happy you did the same impression. Like, I feel like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you live in L.A. We can be friends. Um, <laughs> yes. But I'm always, my friend Sam and I are always doing the, like, oh, so cute. Because <laughs> it's, so it's fun. It's fun. And it's so, like, Pinterest-y. It's like, here I am in my, like, big socks and my long yes. sweater. And I'm and reading you make a, a book and my tea. coffee. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and my like and like my t- and my lights. I don't know. I look at it and I'm like, that's not real. And then I'm like, oh, I want that. Like I, like I like to put it on and put on my big socks and <sighs> then get a mug of tea and then and then one of my friends lives with me right now and I like to put it on and then go, yeah, <laughs> and just like, <laughs> oh, I'm so cold and tiny. Yeah, that's like the Ariana Grande noise, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can't even, it echoes within her sweatshirt. She, yes. Like, you know, she can have a concert in her sweatshirt. She's like, exactly. if my fans okay. are going to come into my sweatshirt, I'm going to give them a private, I private love it. concert. You, um, you know what? It's just proving that it's just a vibe. It's not about her actually being a tiny because she no, is it's tiny, a vibe, but it's a vibe. It's anyone a vibe. can have the vibe, you know? And yeah, anyone, yeah. You If anyone you find a sweatshirt that, that goes... Up to a six X, you can have the you vibe. You can also have the vibe. You can yeah. be Ariana Grande, and also like I bet if you're on Amazon, you can get a clip and ponytail. And oh my god, go so for true. it! <laughs> go the fuck for it! I love that recommendation. What a great recommendation! Thank you. Um, Thank you. I really. And how much? Does, how much is it? Oh god, that part I didn't look at. That's okay. Um, I imagine it's probably not more than thirty. Oh, so Matt, it, yeah. So the reason I don't have an answer is because it depends on the seller. Got so it. it's between like thirty to forty-five, depending okay. on when you find it. And I think I paid like thirty-five for mine. I will say on the smaller, um, for people who are on the smaller end of the size spectrum, um, Gildan, which is like similar to Champion, also has a ton of stuff on Amazon. And often runs like some colors are like eleven dollars, and I've gotten a few of those that I just like live in. Um, but yeah, this, would, see, sweats- even that is like an example of like there's nothing <sighs> on Amazon that's eleven dollars like that, like totally. for you know. But also just all. an example of how like bigger clothes cost more money for some reason. Yes, a hundred percent. That's what I mean. Like, like swabs of fabric to cover my body really cost you the extra, right? No, I know it didn't. It's fleece. <laughs> It's fleece. It's fleece. Get it anywhere. You made yeah. it. You made it somewhere. Um, I love. I love that for you, and I love that for me as a person who's about to go buy a champion mass big tall big fleece. In hell yeah. I think I'm gonna go for like. So you said you're 26, and a 5x is big on you. I mean, I think I. I don't remember if I got the five or six x. I just got. I think I might just got the largest size available. I might because, just do that too. You know who? Yeah. That's just the point. It's not gonna be too big. Because the point is the that point it's too is big. it for it to be right. I'm not trying to like go out in it. It's right. not my going it's out just, top. It's for swimming on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love, I love that. <laughs> you know. Do you have a um? Do you have a comfy? Have you tried the comfy? No, I, I, uh, I used to have a. Uh, my sister used to have a snuggie, and okay. I used to make fun of her for having it. So I can't get a comfy. <laughs> You know what? It's good to know. It's good to know your place. You said you had two recommendations. Is there another one you wanted to share? So this is a, another small one. This is just because I'm a crafty girl. I love doing crafts. I'm not really artsy. I'm not very good at representational art, but I love doing collages and that sort of shit. What, what is know? representational art? You know, like if I, I couldn't like draw your face. It would look oh, terrible. Oh, sure. Yeah. But no. like, okay. I'll make you a little card with okay. some stickers. Yeah. You'll you use some I mean? Mod Podge and like an old yeah. 17 magazine and make me a jewelry exactly. box. Got it. Okay. Exactly. So I'm crafty. <laughs> okay. So my friend who, who and I, who are roommates, we, for Valentine's Day, we bought Crocs that were on sale for, um, to have new indoor shoes because we both have plantar fasciitis. Yep. And then we, I found on Amazon Again, Amazon, that you can buy off brand gibbets that look t- fucking terrifying. So, gibbets are those things that <laughs> yeah. you put in the crocs, right? But on Amazon, you can get packs from that are clearly like drop shipped from 
whatever the Chinese, like Amazon is. It, it's Shen- yeah, it's like Ali- a wish. Whatever. Wish. Yes, yeah. like Alibaba or Wish or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're like weird versions of like pop culture figures, but they're wrong. Like there was like a Homer Simpson one, but with a brown beard. And like Winnie the Pooh, but one of his arms is no. black. Like it's and like they're insane. So we got a bunch of those. Oh, and I'm then looking them up right now. I'm like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Okay. <laughs> we got a bunch of those. And then I also got you can also buy gibbet bases and just use house like regular Elmer's glue and then you can make anything into a gibbet. So we spent a while doing that for each other on Valentine's Day. Oh man, I'm literally really choking. I'm <laughs> oh my god. I'm like so I like just gasped so hard that like whatever like mucus was in my body is now it literally lodged in my throat. This is amazing. It was really fun. My favorite one was I bought tiny little glass bottles with a tiny cork and then I'm going to write a message in it and put it in there and then put it on a gibbet and then give it to her for her birthday. That is so cute. What a good idea. You know what I could this would be like a fun um I mean, like, yeah, fun for adults, obviously, because like I, I too yes. love a crap. But like, you know, like a ten-year-old's birthday party, just like buy exactly. a bajillion gibbets, and everyone gets like a cheap pair of Crocs, and that's like the yeah, that's like that's you the activity. Know, yeah, that's we the gave activity. them to each other. We dumped them out on the bed, and then we made, you know, we we fell into a a ritual Ooh. where we would go. Wow. I give this gibbets to you. <laughs> I, I have two why. gibbets in my hand. Only yes. one can become America's Next Top gibbets. I'm looking fun. at them all on on Amazon right now. A lot of them are just like lot like bulk. Um, yes, that's gibbets. what we got. And yes. and this is so, and it's like random twenty five pieces for like ten dollars. Like random hundred pieces. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. Well, here's a hundred different Black Lives Matter gibbets. Which oh my god, that's like you dark can sighted. you can even imagine like how poorly that will. <sighs> end up some the wrong person's going to do something with that yes Um, yes this is amazing they're really fun I mean again they are like they show up and you're just like this is what capitalism hath wrought like this is a nightmare like I'm I'm putting off-brand gibbets in my crocs but like it's so fun look we're in a pandemic like anything to keep us above water this is so fun I'm looking at it, 100 pieces of cartoons, and I'm seeing, like, characters from Sesame Street and Pokemon. Yes, but they all look wrong. They don't look like the pictures. None of them they are all right. look wrong. They're, it, like, it's like something's a fucked up. glitch in the Matrix kind of thing. Where, like, yes. here's the Sesame Street where Big Bird is green, but, like, no one thinks it's weird, and you're... 100%. Like, very Berenstein Bears. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is your Mandela effect. <laughs> I love this. What a great idea. Did you get the Crocs on Amazon, too, or did you literally go to, like, Crocs.com? I think they were on sale on Zappos, so we got them on sale at Zappos. Do you love Zappos? I love, love Zappos. Zappos. Great return policy. Amazing. You guys, if you There's don't just such, I Zappos. just got hit by how 30s that was. I was like, yeah, we love Zappos. No, I, people don't get it. It's not just for shoes, you guys. They have everything. They have everything on Zappos. And you can return it up to a year and also they just have amazing customer service. That was one of their, nice. th- their, their things, like I think starting out as a as like a, I mean, I know Amazon owns them, but when they when they weren't owned by Amazon, one of their things that were that was like let's set us ourselves apart from other online retailers is we want to be really good at customer service, and yeah. they deliver. Like I literally they do had rain boots and I lost one and I called them and I was like, is there a possibility I could just buy one more rain boot? And they're like, we'll just send you a new pair for free. And I was like, uh, but Thanks, I Santa's. lost it. It's my fault. <laughs> 
I was like, I just don't want one to go to waste. Like, is there, you know, do you have like a lost, um, an island of misfit rain boots where you could just send me like, you know, one? And they were like, no, it's fine. We'll send you another pair. And I was like, okay, we'll, you know, charge the card on file. And they're like, no, we're not going to pay, you know, for you, anything for you, Carol. Everyone's a VIP at Zappos. Um, At Zappos, you'll get treated how you want to be treated. (laughs) I really, truly like love Zappos so much. (laughs) That should be my recommendation. I just buy everything from Zappos. Um, do you remember the um the miracle on 34th street with mara wilson like the, of course okay so there's this you know allison janney is in it she has like a bit part yes there's that scene where allison janney talks to the manager of the kohl's department store after the santa claus is telling everybody like oh you know the thing that your kid wants is really expensive here but if you go down the street it's like a lot cheaper and she goes up to the manager and she's like like you've made a Coles customer out of me. I'm coming here for everything but toilet paper and bananas. Like you oh tell me. Like and that's me with Zappos. I'm like, I you guys are so great. I will buy everything from you. Like one stop everything. shop. One, one stop, stop shop. Am- Amazon wishes, honestly. Zappos got Amazon's well, place in your heart. Well, Jeff they Bezos bought Zappos. That's why they did wish. Oh really? Yeah, oh, they damn. bought Zappos. Like I always forget because they do keep it really separate. But like I think Amazon saw. I think Amazon saw what, what was happening and they were like, we will just purchase you. <laughs> they were like, this sounds great. We're going to have great customer service and we're going to maintain unlivable working hours in our warehouses. We got the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, we're just Jeff. Jeff, another few dollars is coming to you. <sighs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., We need to talk about, I, first of all, great recommendations. Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. Like, I was anxious about them, so thank you. Everyone says they're anxious, <laughs> but I'm like, hello. <laughs> A plus. Well, again, I mean, I have I have the anxiety, so. Oh, yeah. You know. But you got the meds, so you're But okay. I got the meds. Yeah. So what can people, I mean, I just want to go back to talking about high school, but I want to ask you, like, what can people expect from, you know, the next couple of episodes of She's All Fat? Like, what are, what kind of, what, what are you guys on right now? Sure. Um, well, we have an episode coming up at the end of this season that I'm excited about called hashtag it's a new, it's a new episode type we're doing called hashtag just fat things where it's going to be kind of funny and kind of silly. And we're talking about, uh, bathrooms. So we're talking about the like things that people, thin people might want to listen to it to find out accessibility issues and fat people might want to listen to it because it's funny. And we're complaining about the things that, uh, annoys in bathrooms that we never get to talk about because it's seen as like shameful. Tell me a little bit about something. Oh my God. Okay. For example, well, you're, what'd you say? You're 14, 16. So I feel so like I you ride might be the approaching line. this. You might I be ride approaching the line. this. Okay. No, lay it on me. 
Um, you know, when you go into a really small bathroom and the sanitary box is like too close to you and it like, does it ever hit your leg yes. while you're trying to pee? <laughs> and then you're like, why am I touching this fucking sanitary <laughs> yes. with like blood on it? Because this is a fucking disgusting. <laughs> All I want to do is pee and not have to press my thighs together. Yeah, I would love for my legs to not be touching anything ideally. Well, <sighs> right? but the thing about, but the thing about even, even, uh, I mean, I can't even imagine being in a bigger body because right now, and I'm at my heaviest, yes. um, as I'm sure a lot of people are at this point in, in quarantine. Oh, yeah. I feel like everyone's sort of at their heaviest, whatever that means to them. But there is rarely a time where I can go into a public bathroom and not have to like do a little like twister pivot Dance. turn to yeah. get the door to fucking close with my entire yeah. body in the stall. And, and if you have a coat and if or, you have a a coat or a bag, forget it. Like <laughs> yeah. you can, so, my butt is always like jammed in the, in the door. It just and I'm sucks. literally like six sizes larger than you. So like I imagine, imagine. No, I can't. my ass touches that fucking <laughs> box. So it's like, well, I hope you can you actually can't get STIs from touching a box. Like I've touched it now. So that's what we're talking about that episode. Yep. We also Let's see what else is coming up. We um, just did an episode about uh, Melissa McCarthy and mm-hmm. all the different forms she has been. We do some fatty film schools like that. We do that. listener call-in episodes. We do media stuff. In March, we're having March Media Fatness, which is all episodes about fatty film schools and books and some songs, I think. Nice. And we just talk, you know, it's just a safe space, meaning like we're just chill vibes and we talk about the good and bad of being fat in the world and hopefully make people feel a little bit more seen yeah. and, and held kind of. I really love that. And what I also love about She's All Fat is that something that I think gets lost in the, obviously in the body positivity world, it's like body positivity is not the same as fat acceptance. Like there's not. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like, I accept my body. And I'm like, great. But also like society accepts your body. So it's like, right. that's different. Like I'm excited yeah. that you love you, but like, yeah. <laughs> but you're like, but you can like get yes. on an airplane and like not worry about things. And there are, pe- uh, yes. there are people that can't. So, and also just like there, you ha- you know, in order to talk about, um, fat positivity you have to talk about uh black women and you have to talk about like the ra- the race part of it but what i like about she's all fat is also that like not every day is like an amazing day to be in a fat body oh, yeah. and i think that what gets lost in this world of body positivity even in the influencers and the accounts that are like following all the rules and like, you know, giving the glory to black women and being, you know, fat positive. And but is that like, sometimes it's like, can you just tell me that like some days you wake up and you look in the mirror and you like want to throw something at it? Like, cause, yeah, sure. cause if I don't hear other people say that, I'm like, wow, like I'm so mean to me. Like yeah, I yeah. don't love myself the way that I should be oh, loving yeah. myself. Like I like well, the idea that she's all fat is also sort of just acknowledges the, the, the highs and the lows and the acceptance and the like just the, the humanness of being a bigger body in the world. And I find that to be like very real and very refreshing. Yeah. I mean, you're really talking about that's why our, you know, our motto is or a little saying or whatever is fat activism, radical self-love and chill vibes only because self-love is really different from yeah. fat activism. Yes. Like we talk about, you know, a lot of the parts of fat activism are, in fact, have nothing to do with self-love and are very painful 
you know, we talk about how, you know, medical fat phobia, going to the doctor, how hard that is, all the things that you can face there. We talk about the, how hard it is sometimes to even, you know, like I talked recently on the pod about how, um, during quarantine, because I've seen so many fewer people, I've been, I'm like not looking forward to like, there's this part of me that's not looking forward to being out in the world and being called fat by people driving by again. You know, like there's the hard parts of it that have nothing to do with my self-esteem. You know what I mean? That has nothing to do with my self-love or whatever. And in fact, self-love is a completely different practice. It has nothing to do with the way the world the world is yeah. self-love is you know it's like the you know you can I love yourself myself, whatever whatever yeah, exactly you can love yourself all you want but you can also go into a restaurant and be like okay my chair thighs are me. digging yeah. into the chair exactly exactly so it's like you got to remember the difference between those two things because you can't self-love the world into not right treating you differently all you can you know the self-love is, is acceptance at the end of the day yeah. it's just accepting yourself and and that's a totally different practice. So yeah, we try to talk about all the different parts and and you're also welcome at, uh, in the family at She's All Fat at any stage. You don't have to be uh, at self-love. You don't have to be, you know, at any stage of like fat activism or anything. It's like, I think this world is hard enough to any kind of person with a different kind of body. Mm-hmm. And I want people to have the space to feel and be how they are while knowing that this is a space where it's people who want to fight for you. Like I will, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have, I don't have to love my body to, to fight for my rights. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. And right. There's a a very big line between, between wanting and, and fighting for a world that is more accessible to a fat body and, and do I like do I want my friends to have self-love? Of course, I want them to be happy. Yeah. But do I give a shit if most people like love their body? No, I want to not be shouted at and called a cow. When right. I want, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and also and it's also like when people are like, well, there's also skinny shaming, too. And I'm like, mm, OK, I don't care. I do not care. <laughs> That's fine. Did you, you watch That's true? <laughs> did you watch Selling Sunset on Netflix? Of course. Yes. Remember when Christine, who's like the villain, a little too self-aware of a villain, but she goes, Honestly, high school was really hard for me. Like I was really pretty and, you know, really thin and everyone was mean to me about it. And I was like, okay, Christine, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That sounds hard. Christine's not wrong. Like, you know, beauty standards, it's the same. It's similar to sexism. Sexism is also bad for men. They just don't have the worst of it, you know? Yes. They don't have the worst of it and they'll never have the worst of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's like also puts bad expectations on them, but it's like, that's not the point. Yeah. Everyone, right. Everyone will suffer some sort of like moment where society is telling you that your body, whatever it looks like, whatever size it is, is wrong. But only fat people will even... Yeah, suffer the worst consequences. Yeah. I mean, even anything that's set up as, you know, the white cishet patriarchy, yes. even if you fulfill the top of that, you will never be, you'll never feel good because it's based off of these, like, fake things, yes. you know? Yeah. And so it's if just, you're buying into it, yes. then that, it, yeah, it still sucks for you, and for you sure. you have to just accept the intersectionality of it, which is that, like, for a thin white woman, like a fat, like a fat white woman may have an easier time getting attention at the doctor than yeah. a thinner black woman because oh, of yeah, race. Oh, yeah, there's lots of intersectionality. Exactly. For sure. And, like, yeah. you know, I have never had a doctor doubt my level of pain, but a black yeah. woman at my size would be, you know what I mean? Like, yes. you, there's all this stuff that goes into it. And you're right. It's just so It's just so not the same as being like, wake up and love your body, give no, yourself a hug. All. Like, it's like, all right, 
fucking relax. Exactly. Like, I don't care. Like, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it's not, self-love is like a, I mean, unless you're That's talking a solo about true. journey. Yeah. Yes. And unless you're talking about true radical self-love, like Sonia Renee Taylor, like, buy, like, not buying into the ladder of cishet patriarchy anymore. Then it's just like self-esteem from like what? You have a nice outfit, you feel good, you feel like you fit into the system yeah. that day. It doesn't right. fucking matter, you know? Right. I care I care if like the people I, I care if people feel good about themselves, but that's not my work. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. my you know? Yeah. It's like and and it doesn't matter like somebody can be a fat activist and four fat people or whatever and also be like I feel insecure today. It's like, yeah, you're a normal person. Yeah, you're a human. Yeah. And a lot of times the self-love journey, you know, can lead to the activism. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think a lot of times Because then you start to see like, oh, this is fake. Oh, I was buying into this thing. Oh. Yeah. Like now this makes sense to me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and self-love is great if you are also sort of like making in a, a, you know, a universal statement blanket like commitment to. Yeah trying to get everyone there but through the f- through the lens of of the patriarchy and through the lens of like you know the uh, thin yeah a lot world, of self love is like lo- do, oh i i love how similar i am to this ideal yes. at this moment and it's not really about much we're like which is why i highly recommend Sonia renee taylor's work because it's about like divesting from that what mm-hmm. do you like about yourself not attached to these standards mm-hmm. you know yeah like and that's a totally different work yeah. it, but it's also fine like i also like when yeah. i put on a cute outfit you know what i mean yeah i mean it's like we're people like we're humans it's like it's really it's, hard to like we all i mean everyone's like your pr- productivity is not your worth it's like yeah but also my productivity gets me a paycheck yeah and i need that to live you know what I mean like it's really it's I hate when people get on their soapbox and they're like you know you should really like divest 100% and it's like okay you can divest to a certain extent divesting is divesting in the way you're talking about like divesting in self-love it's very like white white privileged influencer yes yes is about mindfulness that's not truly about (laughs) any of those things at all yeah it's the appearance of it Yes. And it's like the within the capitalist ladder still of it. Everything because, is. Well, of course it is. Like, you know? Yeah. So like that – and that is all fine. But all it is doing is creating more expectations for you to try to reach where you're like pretending that you're fine yeah. about this when you're actually not – like – you know, there's – then there I, – I try to focus for self-love personally on the things that are like – like usually what I find is that I'm being too hard on myself. And like a lot of my self-love practice is being like – Maybe it's actually okay, whatever it is that I'm punishing myself for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not like self-love for me is not like, oh, I got to meditate. It's like, no. oh, I didn't realize when I woke up this morning that I was like worried about doing this thing wrong. Maybe I did it okay, actually, and I can stop worrying about it right now. Yeah, a you lot know? of it is just like cutting yourself some slack. Yeah. My motto is body, body, my motto is often body positivity for everyone but me. But like, <laughs> no. but that's what I'm working on is like, I yeah. extend a lot of grace, understanding, empathy and sympathy. And then I'm very hard on myself. And so like, yeah. part of that is like, you know, why aren't you giving that to you? But that's yeah. not the same as being an activist. And I think people get, I think because of Instagram, people get very, 100%. Conf- I think rightfully confused, at, you know, as to what the differences between the two are or what oh, you yeah. should be looking for. But I feel like, you know, the, she's all fat is, is a, is a wonderful resource, not just 
if you are a fat person or if you are a person in a bigger body, however you want to talk about yourself. Um, because there's like tons of relatable <laughs> moments there, but also yes. just for everyone who considers themselves to be an accepting person, yeah. you know, like, okay, what does that mean? Or if you want to learn more about other wanna, people's experiences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it will blow your mind. I think, especially if you are in a, and always have been in a, even not even a thin body, but like in just a, what society deems an average yeah. body. Like you so many things are built for, for you. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I, I honestly find usually that, um, the people who have the hardest time accepting the, the ideas you have to accept to get to fat activism, which is like thin bodies aren't better morally than yeah. fat bodies. Right. People cannot, you know, diets don't work like blah, 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 all this stuff. The people who have the hardest time accepting it are people who have fought for a long time with their weight to stay within a socially quote unquote acceptable norm. Yeah. People who have been fat their whole lives or people who have, I mean, a lot of people who have been fat are still like in diet culture, but people who have been fat their whole lives or people who have always been thin naturally also seem to get it faster because they're, I have a lot of friends who are like always thin and they're like, yeah, well, I didn't do anything to like stay this way. Yeah. If you, if you have spent a lot of time dieting and a lot of investment in keeping yourself in those norms is when it's harder because what you really have to do is divest from like this thing that you spent so long invested in, yeah. like truly investing in, yes. you know? And, and being told and being told like, you are great. Wow. You did it. You are. Um, yeah. Like, that yes, is yes, amazing. Yes. And there's also, I find the hardest part to be, and I have talked about this before. So regular listeners will know. And what I like about she's all fat is because I feel like it's a place where it's like, Oh, this issue is not just about me, which is like, you know, health and size have nothing to do with each other. Like yeah. your lung capacity actually determines more about your health than the size totally. of your waist. But there are times where my weight or my body has been and and maybe it's not even the size. Maybe it's just like, oh, like my flexibility has gone down or like, oh, and I'm like, oh, I wish that I was like in a, in a better I wish I could do this. Like, I wish yeah. this thing wasn't hard for me. And then that's the part where I find it to be most difficult because the next logical step, according to the world around us, is like, start dieting, start working out, yes. like punish yes. yourself. It's like, I wish I want there to be more spaces where you can be like, yeah, like you're not feeling very good. And like, it, you know what I mean? Like if you, you know, maybe if you were carrying a little less, you would feel better. And then let's talk about like who you're doing that for and why and how you're doing it and where your brain is through all of that. Because yeah, sometimes totally. I just think like, oh, I'm gaining weight to like spite the man. But then, oh but then I bend over and my back hurts and I'm like, well, who did I do that? Like, <laughs> who did I do this for? I'm in pain. I mean, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I would even ask you like, uh, what if we just took weight out of the equation and what you told me was I used to be more flexible and now I'm not as flexible. Yes. Like what would I tell you to do? Probably like practice stretches. Yeah. You know, which you can do like. Which you can do. Any weight. Yeah, you know? exactly. Any weight and, and doing and anywhere and wearing anything. But I yeah. think, but I'm still at that point where it's like, but if I'm stretching and I'm doing like a yoga video and it's taught by this very thin woman and I know everyone's doing it and then people lose weight from doing it. Like, it's very hard yeah, to just be like, I just want to touch my toes. It's hard. It's, it's complicated. Hard. It's It takes a long time and there's never any... 
there's not really an end point. I've yeah. been like, I do this professionally. Yeah. And there's still days when I struggle with stuff. I mean, I've had, you know, I have an eating disorder history. There's plenty of stuff that triggers me. Yep. Like, it's just a long process. And there is, it, when you get deep into it, there is a lot of like grief and mourning about what, you know, when you accept, you, you have to accept like, maybe my body is whatever it is right now. Maybe I have to let go of this idea of what I always thought I needed or wanted or mm-hmm. will be or whatever. Yeah. But that takes like it takes so a much really time and a lot of work. Time. Yeah. And yeah. you can't get there faster by being like, I'm fine now. I accept myself and I love right. myself. Let me put up an like, Instagram about how much I love me. <laughs> doesn't work. You got to just take the, you know, you got, it's the time, it's yeah. the work. It's like you follow more fat people. You think about it. You journal about it. You, you read books about yeah, it. Exactly. You read books. But it just takes a lot. It just is like. You know, which is why I'm always like, give yourself a little more grace because yeah. it's really hard. And it's You're not swim- linear, too. It's not linear no. at all. And it's kind of like, how are you going to escape this easily when we're swimming in it every day? You're mm-hmm. like, I want to get dry, but we're in a pool, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. We, I talked about this a lot, too. Like, you know, I got married two years ago and it's like the second I got engaged, it was like you start getting served ads about like workouts and diets and this. And, and it's very stressful to have a wedding dress because they literally fit it for you, you know, six weeks out from your wedding. And I have a body that, yeah, I have a body that fluctuates like five pounds every day. And who knew, you know, and that was so stressful. And I was really like, I really, really had to put in a lot of work during that time to like enjoy being engaged and enjoy my wedding and not try to make it about like you, you know, let's make you into the person that like you've always thought you were supposed to be at this moment because it has nothing to do with like the love you deserve or your value or how much fun you're going to have or how good you're going to look. And it's hard. It comes flying at you and it really makes you realize that you know, even with a lifetime of therapy and I think a lot, I've done a lot of work. I still have a lot of work to do, but I even kind of fell to it a little. It's really hard not to. It's everywhere. It's, it's really hard. I mean, it's also, I mean, as you get further into it, if you feel so called, then there, there'll be lots, there's tools, you know, right. it's like any other therapy thing where there's tools that help you. Like, for example, I used to struggle a lot with the thoughts you were describing about like, well, you know, when I'm thinner, I can do X, Y, and Z. Yep. Okay. Well, what helped me was just, you know, going through it and going, okay, well, also, I have PCOS. Me too. And dieting, yeah. So dieting Doesn't is work. really bad for PCOS <laughs> yeah. because it can fuck with your insulin and uh-huh. your sugars. And, and your hormones. So, right. So actually, what's better for me? Is it to lose weight, which might be better for this? Or is it to eat healthy in a way that supports my body? That took a, a – it took me – a year, I think, right. to, of arguing with myself every day and yes. going like, well, but if I lose weight, blah, blah. And then I'd go, Sophie, you've lost 100 pounds like three times. Did It, yes. it came back. Like, yes. it's not, you can't force your way out of, you know. Yeah. It took a long time. And then, you know, and what I actually discovered. it has to be the like, but I want to add that like losing weight might happen if you start fueling your body 
your body changes. Your body changes, change, but period. it can't be the like. It's really hard to separate that from being like the goal because that's what so many yeah. people want to celebrate. Because no one can see that like eating X, Y, and Z is actually helping regulate your fucking period. Like no one walking totally. down the street is like your period is amazing. But like I mean, people will that's see why you. It's as a broader thing. Yeah, it took it took disconnecting from thinking that being healthy is the most important thing to prove because it's like because healthy is just a. Word. It's not. I mean, it's. I mean, first of all. I decided that feeling that way or thinking that way was disrespectful to my disabled friends, of which I like I'm technically a disabled person with a lot of the stuff that I have going on. Yeah. Um, but it's it's if I truly believe that like all bodies are good bodies and it's the world that needs to conform to people who have disabilities, then I need to expect extend that same respect to my body. Yes. And you know? Yeah. Because there's no perfect I don't think there's a moral good to any kind of body. And I don't think I should be treated any differently. If I be you know, if yeah. I was in a wheelchair tomorrow, I would also be quote unquote less healthy but it would be fucked if you told me that I was worse than you know what I mean yeah and you would never tell that to someone else no because you wouldn't think that you only think it about yourself you know right and about positivity for everyone but me yeah Um, and about weight for sure for sure wow I could like this is wonderful I'm so happy to have you on G thanks and I'm really excited that if you guys don't already listen to she's all fat then please like go listen now Thank you so, so much for coming. This was like really, really wonderful, Sophia. And I'm so excited that you live in LA because <laughs> yes. we can be buds. Um, Yay. Okay. So we are going to link to the champion men's big, tall, big fleece up Hell to 6X. Yeah. I'm going to link to the other sweatshirts that I bought. Sometimes you can get like a snag a good one for seven bucks. Um, everyone's going to be so cute and cozy. They're so cute. They're so and tiny. And they're like, I'm so yeah. tiny. Am I going to be and I'm going to link to like the, the, the like alternative universe uh, gibbets and gibbets. everyone's going to do that. <laughs> the, what a great set of recommendations. I'm so, so excited. Tell everyone when She's All Fat comes out and where they can follow you. Yes, She's All Fat drops new episodes every Thursday. You can follow us on every every platform at She's All Fat Pod. Search for us on your pod recommendations or just go to our site because we have it all linked for you. She's All Fat Pod.com. You can also find a lot of recommendations there for reading or for other people to follow. And if you're just, you know, no matter where you are on figuring out stuff about weight, you are welcome. And uh, we love you and you're part of the fat milieu, no matter what size or shape or mindset you're in. I love it. And if you guys take away anything from this podcast, it's just that like if you have an all white high school, do not do the whiz. Don't so. do <laughs> Like, just, I understand, like, yeah, it sucks. There's Why did they a- want to do that? Can you imagine being the director and choosing that? I can't. I, will t- I, can't. I, I will tell you, the last thing I'm going to tell you about my high school experience, <sighs> Sophia, there is a page, my friends and I were dying over this. We all went through our, at one point in court, in, in during the pandemic, we we all had our high school year, our senior yearbooks, and we were going through page by page over Zoom and dying laughing. And there is a diversity page on about our high school. Their high school had maybe two black students in it. And also one of them had been adopted by white parents. So there's like a whole other, there's levels to it. Um, yes. And, and we're looking at this page and it's like diversity and it's literally like, like bleep school might not be the most diverse school but we all have different tastes in music and it's just people wearing different ah! band shirts oh my god oh Horrifying. my god I'm so my whole my shoulders just yeah. went up <laughs> it's horrible and there it is in the yearbook for all to see it'll be like a oh. relic again oh. horrible 
God. Wow. Our high schools have much to answer for, yeah. honestly. <laughs> we will discuss more of this offline. Yes. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Check the show notes for everything that we talked about here, including where you can listen to She's All Fat, get resources, and follow Sophia. Thank you so much for coming. I am so happy we did this. Yay, thank you for having me.